Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we're back with Jay again. Thanks for coming back as we check out Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm going to explain something very quickly before we begin. We're going to reference the original a lot. And by that I mean the original of this franchise. In that case, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The first one of this series. Or as I call it, Part 1. You can call it Part 1. We might try to do that, but we're going to end up calling it Original. And Part 1 probably will go back and forth. So if you hear that, we're not talking about the Charlton Heston one. Or the Tim Burton one. Or the Tim Burton one. We're Mm. referring to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The original film came out a couple years ago. Like I didn't know what to make of it uh, at the time. Like, I was expecting it. I went to see it in theaters before we started doing the podcast, of course. I liked it. Uh, I was kind of blown away by it then. So it should be interesting to see if this second one kind of lives up. Did anyone else? I know Dixon saw it. Yeah, I saw it and I was blown away. Like I was, It was really good. I think it was... Of that year, I think... I, think I thought it was the best movie that year I saw. Oh, come it, on. That's the movie you hold all their movies to account for. <laughs> That year in particular. Did either of you guys see the... Well, I know you watched it recently, Jay, in preparation for this. Yeah, I just finished watching it uh, the other day so I could catch up in the story to the you new a, one. You have a point you want to make about that. We'll save that for a little bit later. But yes. I, I do would like to say, if you didn't see the first one, it's not the end of the world. They kind of speed things up real quick and throw you in. Isn't that right, Ben? Yeah, guess who didn't see it? Because you never see it. I should get you a t-shirt. I don't watch movies. <laughs> So, we'll start with this one. I just want to get everyone kind of a frame of reference. We, I went to this one with high expectations. I'm sure Dixon did too. Always. Because Dixon always goes in with high expectations. But we'll start with the first sticking bits. I don't remember if the original one, if the original was in 3D. Uh, I don't think it was, but I don't remember. This one is. We saw it in 3D. What do you think? Should it be seen in 3D? Can you skip it? or? It's, this is not the kind of movie you see in 3D. It's not a... Spectac- it's not a spectacle. It's an actual film. Yeah, it's... The 3D is not necessary. 3D is, is, is not necessary. It may only be available in 3D in yours. area. it was only th- in 3D. I don't think... No, we did have 2D options, did but oh. times timing would be funny with it. Because um, they always have less showings now of the non-3D ones. They, they, they try to push 3D as hard as they can, so usually okay. that's, that's your best option. Not always, but usually. And it's not offensive to the eye at all. It's just, I, this isn't a movie that I feel needs it. It doesn't... It doesn't necessary. really do anything with it, to be no, but fair. To be honest, half the time I didn't even notice it was 3D because it's not that kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the visuals were great. The the characters moved fluidly. You know, all the stuff was... Yeah, nothing looked wrong, but nothing really popped out as 3D. Yeah. They weren't utilizing it. And they right. weren't straining like we've seen before in some movies. Like, ooh, look, 3D, you know, ooh. It's really offensive when cartoons do it, but they're the only ones that really get away with it. Yeah. Pass on 3D, you'd figure? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not necessary. Okay. And with that, you don't need D-Box either. If anything, bring earplugs. The D-Box was kind of uh, shattering. But uh, it was, it was I didn't notice it. I felt it a few times, primarily when there was gunfire. It seemed yeah. to be all it was for. And, yeah. But I mean, it was loud, like high decibel, like someone turned the volume Maybe up. Maybe we it were was... just far enough away. Well, I was right beside it, and Jay was at the end of you guys. So no, not the, not the D box. The volume, it was loud. Oh, like the volume like, of the okay. The guns were unnecessarily loud. Yes, even I... the the monkey screaming was kind of. Uh... Yeah, that got ridiculous sometimes. A little bit loud. I, I It didn't bother me any. Yeah, well, uh, if we're so. going to talk about the audio, what I do remember of the score of the first one, it, it, everything kind of fit. This, 
whenever they had the apes running around the city for the first couple times, they had these really odd audio choices. I, I don't know if they're trying to harken back to the older movies, but the the songs, were, like the, the the score bits, were very odd, like very evil. No, like no. okay, at least that wasn't the one that saw. I want to say like words like rinky dink and like just very. Yeah, because I remember like, once very out of place, very old, like yeah. like seventies sounding, with like xylophones almost. Yeah, like, that this feeling that really threw me off there because it was kind of supposed to be like a calm, you know, kind of slightly tense movement, but then it was like all of a sudden a fucking xylophone comes in. I'm like, like what it, the it, fuck is this? It was really weird. I I didn't notice it. I noticed it four I times. Even, I didn't even notice there was music. No, there's a score to this film. It's not like overpowering or anything. It's just I just no. found those bits very off-putting. Yeah, like it's not like they're the tense in most of the films. Like when the time the battles are happening, it's, it's not playing. But the first two times, like the when they're on the bridge specifically, yeah, is when this thing comes up, and it's, it's really it's, weird. It was jarring. Again, I didn't notice it, but that's just me. Speaking specifically, the trailers, you probably are unaware of what the film's actually about. The trailer doesn't really tell you what the story is. I mean, without going into spoilers, how would you... Uh, there's a virus that... Well, we know about the virus. Like, let's assume you've seen the first one. You know about yeah, the virus. There's a virus that killed a lot of humans, and the apes think the humans are gone, and, oh, humans pop up. And it's the struggle between the humans and the apes as they try to get to like live together, but also... Coexist there's, together. Because there's some tensions. <laughs> some racial tensions. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. It's not subtle about it, though. Yeah. To be fair, the 70s version with Charlton Heston wasn't subtle about racism either. Is it better here or worse here, do you figure? They're apes. Why would people like them? Like, it, I don't think it... Yeah. Like, it's, it's easy. It's easy. So I don't think it's really a factor. I mean, the humans and no. the apes don't like each other. Fair yeah. enough. Humans have done a lot of bad stuff to apes, and the humans are just like, well, they're animals. And so they blame it. them for the virus, which is not actually their fault, but... Eh. No. Like, I mean, we're talking, we're in this one for the species here. And the odds are, there's more of them. Yeah, so, we saw the trailers, maybe you didn't know what it was about. Gary Oldman's not that central to this movie. Yeah, I went into this movie hoping Commissioner Graham would shoot monkeys in the face. He tried. I wasn't disappointed. Well, he got to that eventually, but it didn't last very long. He, eventually he's just standing there going... Well, let's, let's, let's talk about the actors then. We'll start with Gary Oldman, because he's the name with all the drawing power. He's not the villain... Per se, but he's also not very utilized. It's, it's I don't want to draw comparisons to Brian Cranston and Godzilla. No, I think this that is... comparison is fair. They were kind of flash in the pan. We'll throw up some star power to you know give you some. This cheese. was worse. Really? Like this was much less utilized. This but, could have been anybody. True. Very very yeah. true. Brian Cranston has some good lines and performances. This is very flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's a, there's a very blatant bait and switch in Godzilla. Which, where they, they, they promote that film like Brian Cranston in the entire thing. Spoilers, he's not. Same with this. But I mean, he's more, a little more central to the plot than Brian Cranston is. But you figure he'd play more of a role. Yeah, he plays less of a role than Brian Cranston did. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just because it's the way it's presented. Like, I honestly think the Godzilla thing is worse. Only for the bait and switch. But well, I see your point. They, it's because they move him earlier, but you see a lot more of him early on. And it's this bad one, they just see him in chops and... Well, he's sprinkled throughout. And yeah. probably the worst part of the Brian Cranston one is you like him because he's doing a really good performance and then he's gone. Yeah. This yeah. is like very, uh, you're not bad, Gary, but you're not doing anything. You're not getting enough time to do anything on screen, really. Yeah. Yeah, I suspect this was kind of a, uh, he, he's, he's cashing that paycheck, which is 
Sad for Gary Oldman because I like him, but he doesn't do a whole lot that couldn't have been done by someone else. But yeah. then again, too, probably when he did, he did this, I mean, who knows how much of him is still on the editing room floor. That's a good point, too, I always bring up. There's probably a lot of stuff on the floor somewhere, but he, he's not bad. Like, he's not the villain of the movie, not really, but... It's kind of a... Because he's not, he's not the, he's... You know what's called an anti-hero? Sort of. Mm. He rep... The thing with this movie is because it represents two warring factions, he represents the human version of sorts of the real villain of the movie. Caesar. Uh, Not Caesar, the actual villain. Uh, What's his name? I can't remember. Koba. Koba. We'll get to Koba a little later. And Caesar, because I'll let you have your bit. At some point, trust me. Think of them as kind of like generals. They're both generals. Yeah. They're, they want war, they want to end the other side. They, they just represent two different ideologies. Like, the whole movie is different characters represent different ideologies and yeah. ways of thinking and survival. No one's wrong, but no one's really right. Actually, I, that, that's correct. Uh, Commissioner Gordon and Koba are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Just like how Caesar, evil Caesar... And Malcolm. And... Is that crazy his name? doctor guy? His name is Malcolm. I think he's a yeah. doctor. He's just a guy. Well, he's some sort of. His wife's a doctor. Yeah. But human lead and monkey lead. You know, they're have well, the same well, let's, ideology, let's, yeah. sort of. Talk well, about Caesar. We'll go to Caesar next. It's nice to know that Andy Circus is actually there for a lot of his stuff. Andy Circus is the he they, they kind of green screen him almost. Yeah. Like he's there in a suit. If you've seen any like behind the he scenes, he does stuff, the Golem thing again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like what he did with Golem. He's really good again. Damn it, Andy Serkis, you make me feel for a cyber monkey that doesn't actually exist. I know Jay doesn't like it. We'll, we'll let Jay go last here, because he's, he's going to rant on this. How did you guys feel about Caesar this time around? Uh, I didn't well, see him the first time. But... Well, I was specifically speaking to Dixon then. <laughs> so to hell with you. Fine. <laughs> Be a jerk. Andy Serkis was good. Caesar feels like a real character. He is the most important character, the most character you see the most in this film. He is, he the, is the protagonist. He yeah. is the lead. And he does feel... I don't always say he's conflicted. He knows what he wants to do. You know, it's it's just the realization that, unfortunately, it's not going to work. He does come mm-hmm. to that realization pretty quickly. How about you, Ben? Do you have any issues with him? No, he was like he was played very well. It's He is basically a great leader that's fated for a one direction. <laughs> and he realizes it and... All right, Jay, I know you've been waiting to do this. I don't believe this is Ramble, good sir. Okay, well, the character of Caesar is a great character. I mean, I'm not going to knock it. But, you know, after seeing the first movie and determining that from the first movie, Caesar is pure evil, uh, in the second one, I was not disappointed. He continues along that same path. Pourquoi? Well, he's in it for the complete, utter annihilation of the human race. Which I still don't see, but... Well, you see, it's very subtle. I got to credit to the writers for building this very subtly, right? He's moving the pawns on the chessboard. Remember when he's playing chess against the guy in the first one? James Franco. There we go. What do you think he's doing there? He's planning. He's manipulating. All these things, right? When you say he's working towards that predetermined outcome, guess what it is, ladies and gentlemen? The problem with with this viewpoint, if if, if you're not just trolling me, because you might just be doing it to troll me, I don't know, is I can actually sort of see it. Like, it's... There's nothing to disprove you, really. But I think you're pulling this out of your ass. Like, it's fan fiction theater. That's an opinion for It's you. a stretch. Like, I could see that take on it, you know, in, like, your first-year university film course. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
Joke's on you. I never went to school. <laughs> well, clearly he's the dichotomy of evil against man. Thank you. Yeah. But I, I, I was making fun of you. But you proved my point. So Yanni Circus does a really good job here. And kudos, I think we have to take a moment before we talk about any of the other apes, really. Not that any of them really matter that much. Is the animation on the apes. Because these are not chimpanzees. No. I like. I think the first one, they did use real chimps at times. Uh, for the baby, I think, and the James Franco early stuff. And then they kind Maybe of... Maybe some faraway shots, possibly, but... As I understand it, it was either mostly CG... Or, like, the, the dudes in the suits that they end up green-screening over. Because you know how hard it is to get that many monkeys to work on set? I mean, yeah. I'm seeing more and more nowadays, studios are not even taking the risk of having live animals on set. The insurance is through the roof. Like, I think all the animals in this movie aren't real. Like, I don't think the caribou is real. No, the way, none of them were. That bear was not real. No. The horses, you never really get a close-up horses, but they don't look that real, actually. They're odd-looking, actually. They, they might be real and, like, digitally enhanced. In the first one, they were real horses, except for the action scenes. Yeah. Here, I guess maybe because they're more action scenes. They look a little off, but... They look good. They're distinctive. Like, most of the apes, you can tell the important ones from the others. There's one that I know me and Ben kind of thought looked a little off, and we kind of know why. Which one's yeah. that? Blue Eyes. The son oh, of blue. Caesar. Blue Eyes. Yeah. He, he looks weird... Well, yeah. he looks like. Um... Well, we 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 figured it was because he was supposed to be a teenager, teenage monkey. Yeah, but the thing is, there's no there's no teenage looking looking ape. ape. It's yeah. kind of child, small adults, adult, the adult. But he's the same size as the adults, but he looks different, and that's well, he's a smaller build, and I blame that on his mother. And like, but look at like his like she looks like a real chimp. He looks. He looks off, well, doesn't like, he? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Something about his face looked very weird to us. Yeah. I want to assume that's the beginning of some sort of like, like oh, they're, they're becoming more like people. Or maybe this is a teenage thing. I don't know. You know, that, that could be true, too. It's kind of a more of a... More human? Yeah. Well, not like, more human, but more... Well, the more generation goes on, the more... Like the Charlton Heston apes. Yeah. We'll say civilized, for lack of a better... Yeah, sure. Civilized evolved. or revolved, yeah. Um... But then there's uh, then there's the villain, uh, our good buddy Koba, who you'll remember from the first film if you did see it, as the really scary looking scarred ape. That's been through all like the labs. Yeah, he's uh, he's Caesar's attack dog. <laughs> For your fan fiction story. Well, even in, like in the first one, like he does a lot of dirty work. Yeah. Yeah, he is the only well, not the only ape. He it's the central kill of an important character in that in the original movie. Yeah. So. And in they this kind movie, of foreshadow it there. He's good. Like, Koba's good here. He does have some lines, which I don't know who's delivering them, but kudos to them. Like, the character, ha like, kudos to the writer, has some depth to him. Because he yes. doesn't, he's not just... He's not a muhahaha villain. No, he's not just, I am angry and want to kill because that's why. I have daddy issues. Yeah. That, that's kind of this film's strength. Because he starts the movie kind of saving them. Yeah. That's kind of this film's... And he's uh, trying to appeal to Caesar. Yeah, to, to change his mind on it. I think that's kind of this film's uh, saving grace when it comes to its story because a lot of these other like, other versions of the story, like, again, the Tim Burton one or even the Charlton Heston one to some degree, they paint a very clear picture that humanity is bad or apes are bad, depending on well, which the, version the you're watching. The apes see the humans as slaves. 
But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, one's uniformly bad, one's uniformly good. Like, this is the side you're supposed to root with. Even the first film kind of did that to an extent. Like, the apes were... Except in Jay's case. Uh, the apes were... You know, they were oppressed. They were just trying to be free and these equal rights. And boo the humans for treating them that way. Yeah, it's... it's the first movie is much more one-sided that way. Much more one-sided. But the second one, this one, is not. Like, it, it, as we mentioned earlier, the two leads on both sides... They basically, both sides represent the same side of the same coin for each other. In fact, they're like matching, as we yeah. pointed out. Like uh, Commissioner Gordon and Koba, they're two sides of the same coin. Caesar and Malcolm, two sides of the, of the same coin. It's much more even-handed that way, which is something I didn't think I'd see. Like, it doesn't portray either side as wrong. No. I think I like I was saying is, like, uh, with Dixon there, that it's kind of that they're both kind of exactly the same. Like in a they, lot of ways, yeah. Uh, yeah, but being equals, you know, it's just humanity wanting to get rid of the equal. Well, it always works like I, that. I, I don't know if, like, Koba and Commissioner uh, Dreyfus, your eligible character, yeah, they're sorry. not exactly the same. Koba definitely no. is angry at the humans. Dreyfus just wants the humans to survive, and just they're just animals. The apes are just animals. Yeah. Near the end, he kind of maybe thinks they're evil. But it's not exactly the same. Well, but he, close enough. Well, no, what well, I mean... Yeah, he would fit that coin was more my point. Yeah, yeah. The apes would give him reason to think they're evil, considering what they did. Yeah. yeah. And, but I mean... Hello, what I've been saying all along. Yeah. <laughs> the puzzle pieces aren't the same, but they fit together. What was it you said about Caesar in... When we were at the theater, where we were having a... Uh, was having a smoke. At Caesar, there's a lot of Jesus allegories. There's kind of a Messiah kind of thing here. Like... There's a part where he comes back from being reputedly dead. And He's betrayed by his disciple. Really, you know? And then the last... There's a scene in the movie where it takes place like in a, what looks like a church. It's very much like a cathedral-looking setting. Yeah. Even the way the lighting is done. Oh, yes, yes. That, I'm not that, saying they the, went straight up for that, but... The office tower. There's enough... Like the, uh, yeah. There's enough cues there, which would make... It makes sense. So in the first one, he was Moses, and the second one, now he's Jesus. I think he said Spartacus for the first one? Uh, that was, uh, no, that was a a, a different take on it. Um, well, that works too. Freeing, like, freeing the slaves, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I said Spartacus out there, but really, you know, leading his apes across the bridge, he's Moses. Yeah, so Moses Spartacus, Moses, then Jesus. Yeah. Well, he's he's kind of got a Messiah figure. The next one I'm expecting is Samuel L. Frickin' Jackson. Why? That's the natural evolution. Yes, and then after that, he's just God. Yeah. <laughs> I just want an ape to go, you know, motherfucker. That's coming, I'm sure. <sighs> One day, I mean, um, it's on YouTube. The other apes are fine. We have the ones from the original movie. The humans. Uh, I almost feel like we have to talk about the other humans as one group because they kind of they don't really have a strong characters on their own. Like, there's Malcolm, his girlfriend, wife, and his. Son. Son, and then there's what? And, asshole? And then there's the asshole. They don't, might, they're not as strong though. as the apes. No, no. no. They don't have a, such a present, but I mean, they're kind of there, and asshole is, well, asshole. Asshole's an asshole. He kind of started everything. Asshole. Uh, yeah. That's a, that well, he shot a monkey, and then later on he brings a gun after promising not to bring a gun. Yeah, to be fair... like Well, asshole's the Frank Burns of the group. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's very and paranoid. He's, he's very like, paranoid. The way he's shaking. Yeah. He's paranoid, but 
in all honesty, again, to keep the even-handed nature of the story, he legitimately believes that the apes are responsible for the disease that killed everyone. Yeah. They're not, but... But not everyone knows. No one knows that, really. Well, no. It's kind of unfounded. Actually, they do know that. Not exactly. No. No. They they know there's a connection. But it's just kind of an ignorance thing because it's called the sin. And it's been ten years. It's been ten years of this, like, this is what happened to all my friends. Like, you... You may assume that too. I mean, that's just kind of the thing. It, it, it. I understand where he's coming from. He's still the asshole, mm-hmm. yeah. but again, to keep everything even, I can see what they're trying to say with him. It's, it's just ignorance, more or less. Yeah, it's, it's ignorance. Ignorance or intelligence? Because he's the only one who figured out what was going on before it happened. Then there's and look uh, what I got him. I got him crushed to death by an angry ape. And then there's. Uh, <laughs> The girlfriend, wife, and the son—not really as big a deal. They don't really do anything. No, uh, the wife, the wife slash girlfriend, is important because she's a doctor. That's basically it. Yeah, that's kind of her character trait. She's a doctor. The son is just another kind soul. Yeah, it's just to show that the humans aren't as—they're not as one-dimensional as they could have been portrayed as. Yeah, but if they weren't there, I don't think you'd really miss them. No, I don't think they were unnecessary, but. They play the role they have to for this movie. Yeah, yeah. In a movie that maybe a bit of a risk because last time it was all like James Franco and Caesar, like Andy Serkis, and other characters. All it was all humans for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's humans and Caesar. This one is more and more apes. Like it's more apes than humans. I think you could almost do the next movie all about apes. Probably. Like a little risky here, maybe. Could be a little because bit of- they're still. The apes sign to each other a lot. They don't a lot, a lot of them talk very much. Not yet, but as it looks like more and more, we're starting to talk as time goes on. Yeah. Like Blue Eyes, the son of Caesar, can now form sentences. Koba talks. Koba talks. Koba yeah, couldn't uh, talk before. No. No. And then near the end, there he was doing his broken sentences. There. Uh, yeah. Maurice seems to be able to talk. He's, He's just a man. He seems like a man of few words. He does because yeah. the only time he says something, it's. Run. Yeah, it's, it's run. Yeah. And I you, like Maurice. Maurice is the orange orangutan, Maurice in the first movie, he's he's the most I don't want to say the most visually interesting, but he's the clear standout. Like you recognize Maurice because he looks nothing like anybody else. There's well, no other orangutan in this film that I yeah. didn't really notice. For starters, he's orange in a crowd in a sea of dark brown. Yeah, he black. stands yeah, way yeah, out. The, yeah. the first movie there was definitely a lot more mix of orangutans, gorillas, and chimps. There was more, but I'm thinking that's because there wasn't a breeding population of orangutans. Not as many. No. It looks like he's he's all alone. Mr. Lonely Maurice. I think, I think maybe because also they give him really like a soulful kind of look about him and this character. Like, the there's eyes. a lot of depth to the character just visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. eyes. There's a lot of a... Uh, a lot of close-up shots of eyes for the, for particularly the apes, and it, it, it's uh, all the acting is done through the eyes. It's really well done. And in that, you can see who's evil and who's not so evil. <sighs> Just give it a rest. <laughs> action scenes, because there's, there's action scenes. There are action scenes. They're not as well. They're more prevalent than the first one. They're the one in the first one, though. I think is better. Yeah, the one extended the the bridge fight. I thought was really good in the first one. Here they have two major fights that are important. There's the one at the end, which was it felt like a lot out of a video game almost. Donkey Kong. Very much out of Donkey Kong. And then or Resident the, Evil. I could just see the button presses. Yeah. Dodge. QTE events. 
quick time, time events. God, I hate those. Uh, <laughs> and the storming of the gates. Which is in all the trailers. You see the, the apes riding into the city with yeah. machine guns and on horseback. Which is an image I never thought I'd see on film, but there you go. That fight seems a little disconjointed, that first one. With the, the siege fight mm-hmm. scene, we'll call it's it. It's a lot more spread out. Like, I'll give this... The trailer hit a lot of this film. Because right away, you actually... A lot of the scenes I saw in the trailer happened very early on in the film. Yeah. For the most part. So I was kind of wondering, well, what's... I think I know how this movie's going. I'm just... I haven't seen the footage for it yet, so I... Yeah, and, and then when you were at a trailer for it, it's like, okay, <laughs> now things just got interesting. Yeah. It just got real. Uh, but uh, it's it's pretty much what you expect from that kind of scenario. The humans are bunkered down, apes are charging at a horseback, go. It, it's more or less how you expect that fight to kind of play it in your mind. Yeah, it becomes very much an ape conflict, because the humans don't put up a whole lot of a fight, really. Not that you, Not like you think. They try to. So no. points for trying. Well, a little thing, little things bother me about that. It's like, well, why didn't the main gates have a little more armament? Because they didn't think they'd have to bar them. Well, I think, first too. of all, I guess. And the apes just got over it anyway. Well, yeah. we could sit here for hours and debate <clears throat> who did what, but basically, what from my understanding of what I saw is the apes hit them hard with a surprise attack. They were, the humans were getting ready as Plan B, but they weren't getting ready. The apes basically took out their first line of defense before they even had a chance to use it. Yeah. Because you look how many people are on that wall with guns, you can count them on two hands. There's not that many. And there's a lot of apes. There's more than... I'm a little... Like, I understand there'd be more apes than the first movie. Duh. But I was just surprised how many apes there actually were. And how many they threw at that gate against so few defenders. It was amazing how the fight lasted that long. Yeah, the yeah. apes were always going to win the fight by sheer numbers. Yeah. Like, that was always... They don't need to be smarter. They don't even need to be stronger. It's a notion of numbers. Yeah, the, the Zergling rushed it. Basically, it was a yeah. Zerg rush. It was a and Zerg rush. And they are stronger, too. Like, well, they are stronger. Yeah. You, never, you, never, you never see, like, a, an ex-Marine fighting a chimp. That would, that be, that would be really... It would be kind of ridiculous. It'd be, it'd be ridiculous, but it'd be funny. Uh, yeah, but that's just what I'm saying. Though, even if they didn't have that strength advantage, which they clearly have, the fact they've learned how to use guns takes away the one human advantage. Uh, they were and even then, they weren't very good with the guns. To be fair. No, Not no. Great. And those magazines had an awful lot of bullets. Them. Well, I, 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 I understand some had like the big box clips. Fine, it's those a movie like, though. Yeah, it's a movie. Thing. It and then, yes, I understand it's a movie. Fine, but the it's... only question I ever had is like, who taught the monkeys to reload? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's where I thought. That's where the monkeys would like be like, huh? You never ever see the monkeys reload. The only time you see it is when a monkey takes another monkey's gun that hasn't been shooting. That's more or less it. Yeah, but I just thought that there was was a massive amount of guns just lying around there. To be fair, they probably just started picking up more guns. Like, oh, it doesn't work. Fetch me another one. Not every monkey was firing a gun. Yeah, sorry. We mean we. We know they're apes. They're not monkeys. If so, if some someone that, not even a biologist, that's just common knowledge. They're apes, not monkeys. And no. I'm just calling the monkeys to be specious. Yeah, we, we won't spoil like the, the the other fight scene, but I thought it was a lot better, even if it is kind of a CG spectacle. Uh, the Donkey Kong fight, we yeah. call it in the in the, uh, in the. It's a good. It's a good brawl. Yeah, yeah. it's a very tense brawl too, which mm-hmm. is a. Uh, uh, 
Let's go into our final ratings. We kind of talked about every. Yeah, there's pretty much not a whole lot to else to talk about. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's let's do final rating. Okay, so after seeing the first one and was pleased with that one, I did enjoy the first Planet of the Apes. Seeing this one, you know, I had the same level expectations for visuals, the characters, and I, I have to admit, I wasn't disappointed. This was a good movie. Um, there was definitely some depth to the characters, which I did enjoy. Uh, there, there is the potential for number three, considering that they just fast forwarded, you know, ten years to now. I could see them fast forwarding another five, ten to whatever's going to happen now, and just giving us a little quick debrief at the beginning of the next one. Okay, I could, I could maybe see that. And then, of course, there was the the, the couple nods in the first movie. That might bring us full circle into Planet of the, Planet Apes. Of the Apes. The uh, the space shuttle disappearing, yeah. just like in the first Charlton Heston, you know, and some bird one. They kind of have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like a running theme in the whole franchise. I mean, I wonder if they'll ever actually do that. Just go back and just kind of redo the original in this new format. Probably. That wouldn't be the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, <clears throat> oh, I mean, they're doing remakes of remakes, so. But what would you rate it as? Eight bananas out of ten. Okay, then. He slipped on two. <laughs> <laughs> one in each hand. Uh, to feed the uh, ape sympathizers here. One of us doesn't get one, apparently. Aw. It's because I'm neutral. I think both sides are assholes. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, I guess I'll be next. I don't know. You know what? I might, have, I might have rated this higher if I did see the first one. But I didn't. So? And, you know, it's not a bad movie but I found the first half to be really slow and that honestly bored me to hell it got better midway and you know further on we're, we're about to get better probably about when they are actually in the dam so once they got to the dam it started picking up and it got it much better the scores you know like I was saying you know like Dixon was saying there like sometimes it was really off other times it was mellow and Blended in nicely, but almost unnoticeable. So it was kind of a less desirable soundtrack. And honestly, the visuals for the monkeys were fantastic, except Blue Eyes, which looked funny to well, me and Dixon. So yeah, you know, uh, I'll give it a six out of ten. You know, it's still better than average. I would recommend it, but it's not you know higher on my list. Like okay. I said, it may have, it may go up a point if I did see the first one. That's a fair point. I'll go next. Yeah, definitely the beginning part. I think is a lot it does seem really slow, especially if you don't know these characters. Because I found it really interesting that they even. I was surprised that they even kept some of the same apes. Like like they could have just had Caesar and Koba. But the fact that they had Koba and Maurice and Rocket even. Yeah, Rocket was a surprise to me. I didn't think they'd keep Rocket. Like that, I, I actually really enjoyed that and seen what they were doing. I've already said everything I liked. I had no problems with the visuals or the story. I thought the story was really well told. Excellent tension. Like, there's, there's a tension building as soon as the first human shows up. Yeah. yeah. Which, they kind of have, like, doesn't, like one week bit of writing, I think, in this whole thing is, well, we haven't seen humans for a while. And then, like, the next scene is they see humans. It kind of takes away from that what? that what? confrontation. Yeah. And then... Well, you know, it was it was almost expected, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to as a movie. But then the fact that like the humans don't seem that far away, like, like, we never, never get a really good judge of where the apes are in relation. 
But it's not that far. You think they would have figured out the humans were there before? Or they would have heard something because they are. They could see the city from where they are. Yeah, and there would have been lights or something because mm. they did have some power. Like that. But that's regardless. It also wouldn't be a movie if something like that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, very excellent tension. It's always building. Like I was like waiting for it just to snap, and when it does, it's really good. It moves along very quickly after that first act. The tension Agreed. just keeps building and building and building to the crescendo that is like the final confrontation. And this movie is all about the apes. Like really, if the next one didn't have any humans really in it, or if they really play a really small role, I wouldn't mind. I'm interested in these characters and their own world now. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job in developing the specific ape characters. They all have their own goals, motivations. And for rating, I don't think, like, if I had to have rated the original one, I would have given it like a 9 out of 10. This one, I'm going to say an 8. It's a little weaker than the original? A little bit weaker, but I really like the story and the and the, the total package. It doesn't have the best visual I've ever seen, but they're really good for what they are. Like, they're the apes look great. That's the only part that's really important. It's yeah. not the greatest action scenes, but I, like this, but I really like the story and I like the characters. I have to agree with you there. The everything looked good. There was no blatantly cheesy CG scene. I mean, there was some suspend your disbelief because you're giant monkeys jumping around and yeah. riding horses. And but riding there's horses. no like, there's no like one action. You can there's no part, one part of the action where you just like it's a big spectacle. Like that's just a giant spot they're putting on to entertain us. It's it's just it it just flows. It just works. There's yeah. nothing. There was no look what we can do with computers moment. Yeah. Hear that, Michael Bay? That's how you do. It. Eight out of ten. Okay. My question is now, what did you do with the real Dixon? <laughs> he, li- he likes something. It's, it's Trey Bazaar. He uh, likes it. He really likes it. <laughs> uh, I'll be perfectly honest. As much as I've seen of the original, of the, of the Planet of the Apes movies, up until the release of the first one of this series, those series, the, the Planet of the Apes story, the, those movies, they're well known, but they're, they're not very good. Right, the Charlton Heston one is memorable, but that doesn't mean it's good. The same with the ones that follow it and the TV series and all that other stuff. Like, I haven't seen the TV series, but I can imagine it's bad. I can imagine it's terrible. Yeah. You're not missing much. Fair enough. <laughs> so when I saw the uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first one of the series, the reason, like I said, I was blown away is because it's a much better film and takes its content much more seriously than something called Planet of the Apes deserves to. It's a better film... That's something called Planet of the Apes has any right to be. Because it, it's a silly premise, to be fair, but it's sci-fi, so silly premises work here. This film follows suit in that trend. It keeps the story very serious. Like as, as has been mentioned, the tension of this movie is really well done. I didn't have the same issue with the slower beginning, but that's just that's to each their own. Some people find it slow, some people won't. I didn't. It, it felt like it was it felt like it was two hours, but it didn't feel bad because of it. Yeah, I don't like some other movies we've watched recently where it feels its length in all the wrong ways. This one was two hours, but it didn't feel like it was a pain in the ass two hours. Um, and the acting's great. The effects are great. I, I didn't care as much for the uh, the siege fight as I thought I would. Because, again, that's in the trailers. You sort of know what's coming. But uh, I, I think it's really good. In comparison to Dixon's point, though, uh, is it as good or better than the original of this series... In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. Uh, so uh, it really depends what you're looking for. To me, I'd have to say it's 
they're 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 too they're too even to call. They're both very even in that regard. Uh, I'm copping out. I'm not picking a side. I'm playing Switzerland in between which movie was better. <laughs> I'm I, I can't pick a side as to which was better, the first one of the series or this one. But I'd probably end up rating them the same either way. Uh, so seven out of ten. That's what I would rate the, the old one. That's what I would rate this one. There, it's too close to call which one's better, in my opinion. For me, the, the first one, it has to do with, they made this Planet of the premise, and it's like, well, how does this premise work? Like, And they gave a logical, believable kind of reason how it could happen. That's probably the greatest strength of that first one. It's believable. Yeah. It, it takes this premise seriously and actually gives you a valid, plausible... Yeah, you know, it's still sci-fi, but at least, very least, it's plausible. Yeah, like the other kind of the apes, there's no, re- you're not given a, a good reason why the apes are as smart or advanced as they are. Like there's, well, you, you, the reason you do get, it doesn't make any sense. Then this is the uh, Three Guys Podcast signing out. Thanks for coming back, Jay. I'm sorry you had to put up with us, say, uh, monkey lovers, but you're just gonna have to deal with it. We welcome our ape overlords. You'll have to accept or a. Uh, or perish. Uh, adapt or die, my friend. Adapt or die. I hate chimpanzee to chimpanzee. <sighs> See, if you're going to go in the human prison, you're going to get a rang a gang rape. Duckazayas, Duckazayas. Duckazayas, Duckazayas. Duckazayas, Duckazayas. Oh, Duckazayas. Duckazayas, Duckazayas. Play us out. Bye. Have a good one. Good night, folks. <laughs>